So why is emotional and social intelligence important? Why is this such an important topic for us to dedicate this time to? Well, we all have blocks and things that get in the way of us leading with this intentionality. And whether it's fear, fear of loss, fear of rejection, fear of judgment, the list goes on and on. And you're not alone. It's normal. As leaders, however, we have the capacity and the responsibility to mitigate these blocks for ourselves and those we lead. Research suggests that the demand for emotional and social intelligence will actually increase up to six times by the year 2024, and that 60% of hiring managers won't even hire someone without a demonstration of these skills. And in this world of AI and automation, the need for these skills will become even more important. In fact, the World Economic Forum has identified emotional and social intelligence as a top 10 skill needed in this fourth industrial revolution. Capgemini and others have shown that emotional social intelligence skills are correlated with increases in traditional metrics such as productivity, employee satisfaction, engagement, client service, revenue, and the like. And for many cutting edge companies, the important role that emotional and social intelligence plays invites each of us to stop pretending that leaving emotions at the door, emotions like fear, whatever that might be outside the office door is even possible. Rather, understanding and embracing the influence and impact of emotions gives us greater choice to deploy them for the greatest and most effective benefit. Now, of course, this is easier said than done. Every day, it seems like something in the world is drawing out unpleasant emotions and fears and it upending the way things were just when we thought we figured it all out. It's a VUCA world. We've, many of us have heard that term before. It's volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And as leaders, we know that nothing is ever status quo. Impermanence is part of the human experience. The current S&P churn rate forecasts that by 2027, 75% of current companies on the list will no longer be on the index. Almost a quarter of the workforce will need to transition to jobs requiring additional skills, especially as automation accelerates. And so this could and will likely create wider gaps within, within some communities. So vulnerable communities may become even more vulnerable. Whether it's due to wars, global pandemics, increasing inequities, climate change, you name it. So it is imperative that we as leaders pay attention to what's happening around us, not only with other humans, but also aspects like market trends, environmental shifts, shifts, global forces, all of these things are paramount for us to be future ready leaders. And yet, as some of us might suspect, the more positional power we have, the less refined our ability becomes to take someone else's perspective, and the less empathy that we have for the other. Now, this doesn't mean that we just throw our hands up and say, well, there's you know nothing I can do about it. It means that as leader, we have the responsibility to become even more intentional and do that extra work to understand how our impact is and what our impact is on those around us, not just other humans, but also, of course, all the other beings and environment in which we are part of that ecosystem. 
Because as leaders, our reach is and can be far wider than we may even be aware of. Every single interaction, every moment is an opportunity to practice the inner work to be externally impactful. Emotional and social intelligence opens more space for us to choose how we want each of these moments to matter. It gives us more choice in how we respond to what's happening inside and around us, how we lead others, and how we leverage our power for good. So what can we do as individuals and what can we do as leaders to practice the skills of emotion social intelligence? How do we operationalize it? Compassion. Compassion isn't some soft, squishy concept of being syrupy, nice, and sacrificing one's needs for others. In fact, compassion is critical to leadership and sound strategy. Actually, the Tibetan word for strategy is tapche, which means wisdom through the method of compassion. Strategy requires more than the hard skills of forecasting and analysis. It also requires the even harder skills of wisdom and compassion. Now, according to a Harvard Business Review study, 91% of leaders said that compassion is very important in leadership. And yet the majority is at a loss for actually how to do it, how to practice it, how to bring it into the workplace. Now, the incredible Dr. Joan Halifax defines compassion as the capacity to be attentive to the experience of others, to wish the best for others and to get a sense and to sense what will truly serve others. Compassion is that under the radar power that has a tremendous ripple effect. Research from the Wake Forest University actually noted that our actual physiology changes when we receive compassion from someone else, right? And as we saw in earlier modules, the body's physiological response and ability to harness the parasympathetic nervous system is key to choosing our response over reaction. And it doesn't require a lot of time. While the speed of our work may lead us to erroneously think, I just don't have time to be compassionate or that it's just another checkbox to check. And yet in a study of physicians, 30 seconds was all that was needed for patients to note a meaningful difference. And that meaningful difference can lead to improved quality of care, reduction of potential litigation. 30 seconds. 30 seconds that may make the difference between burnout, disengagement, unforced errors. Cultivating compassion allows for wiser and more strategic decisions because it builds the capacity of concern and capability of action for the well-being of others, especially in the face of the good, the bad, and the ugly. It means we don't run away from what's happening, but rather it helps us to cultivate and strengthen our resilience to adapt and flourish in the context of change, as well as building our agency, our power. And this resilience, as Diane Kuchu notes, enables us to face reality, find meaning, and then improvise with ingenuity. In fact, CEO Dean Becker notes that the more education, more than education, more than experience, more than training, a person's level of resilience will determine who succeeds and who fails. In short, the skills of emotional and social intelligence build our mindful awareness, capacity to manage what's going on inside and outside, and adaptive resilience to effectively lead and flourish in a VUCA world. 
and compassion is the powerful strategy for us to do this as a force for good. The strategy we will continue to explore includes centeredness, intentional focus, purposeful play, and active agency. Courage, authentic integrity, healthy conflict, and compassionate candor. And curiosity, shared connection and improvisational paradox. And we will explore each of these more closely. But for now, let's take a moment to bring some compassion to perhaps a situation we are currently experiencing. So I invite everyone to take a comfortable seated position. And if it's comfortable for you, you can close your eyes or just lower your gaze. Maybe again, settle into your seat so that you're nothing sort of feeling um, creaky or, or tight. You're feeling comfortable. And take an inhale and an exhale. And now bring to mind a real situation that may feel unpleasant or uncomfortable for you. Maybe it's a, something at work. Maybe it's uncertainty about an upcoming meeting, disappointment at how you responded to a colleague or a friend. Maybe it's about the overwhelm, about the amount of pressing and competing deadlines. Whatever it is, just bring that to mind. And now notice your breath. Did you find your breath shorten or quicken? Take an inhale from your belly, expanding it, letting the breath rise slowly like a balloon up into your ribs, into your chest, and now release it back into your belly. Take another inhale, three, two, one, hold. Exhale, three, two, one. Allow yourself to sit in the discomfort, knowing that this situation is not ideal. Acknowledge the reality of this unpleasantness. Now, bring to mind this thought. What I am experiencing is a shared human experience. Others have experienced this before. This experience and this discomfort are impermanent. Take an inhale and an exhale. Now consider this. What meaning might I find from what I am experiencing? Take an inhale and an exhale. Now consider this. What opportunities exist from this experience that I could explore further? Inhale and exhale. And finally, consider this. May I offer myself and others in this situation kindness. Inhale and exhale. Maybe open your eyes. Notice anything that may have shifted for you. And if you'd like, go ahead and open up your notebook and just jot down whatever is arising for you at this moment. Next, we're going to delve into centeredness a little bit further. 